0: Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the We Believe to You Paranormal Podcast. I'm Eric,
1: and I'm Michelle,
0: and today's guest is is, a, is somebody who's been on already, uh, but I'm excited to have him on because recently I went to I went to Casamata again. This time to listen to some legends, which uh, I was pretty excited to to listen to. And uh, without further ado. Uh, Martin, Martin's back on with us. Martin, how are you doing?
2: Ah, oh, good morning. Uh, great, excellent. Uh, thank you for uh, inviting me over again. It is a pleasure to be with you guys. Uh, I have yet more legends and stories to tell because, well, uh, actually, I am the historian of Matamoros, <laughs> and. Well, as always, it is a pleasure to be with you guys.
1: Yeah, and I we should I, just in case like somebody is barely listening to to this episode or they're listening backwards. Um, like Martin said, he is the the historian of Matamoros, and Matamoros is a essentially right across
0: sister city. I guess you could call it.
1: Yeah, sister city, like right across the river of Brownsville, where Eric and I are from. So you just cross over the bridge, and it's right there. Just in case you need some. Like where what are they what area of Mexico are they talking about? That's yeah, that's it.
0: Find the tip of Texas and uh find Brownsville and then just cross the river and Hop that's over. Matamoros. Yeah. That's yep. where a good chunk of our um dad's side of the family lives. And we live over here. Well, I live over here. Michelle lives in Austin now. But um yes. Yeah, uh, I'm 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 excited to hear some more legends. Like I said, uh Recently, Martin did have that. Uh, he had the originally. He had the tour that he did of Casamata, uh, so it was cool to be able to actually. I believe that was after he was on, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
0: so it was cool to be able to like those things that he talked to us about uh, from Casamata. It was cool to be able to see all that stuff in person. Um, yeah. And then um, I believe he kind of teased something about La Lucianera before he left on the last episode. I don't know if he went into it. But this last time that he did the the legends, he did uh talk, talk to talk um, he told the story about La Luzianera, so it was really dope to hear that. Um, and yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to hear some more some more legends and uh, anything else that you
2: have to share with us. Oh yes, that, that's great. Well, actually, the I, I did have an event in Casamata Does you wonder it? Uh, I read the legends that uh, were, uh, well, not they were not written by Professor Cuellar, but uh, they were compiled by him. So, well, the very first one, uh, it's about uh, the legends of, of the women of La Bola de Oro. Uh, I am not uh, going to go deep into history uh, about history details because this is a program dedicated to the supernatural. And I uh, I don't want you to flout you with this all of this historic material. But uh, Matamoros back at the time, uh, in the middle of the 19th century, had a lot of foreigner merchants. And there was a lot of people from Europe, from all around the United States that came to Matamoros so, open up shops, uh, tiendas de ultramarinos, and one day uh, to the ba- uh, to the port of Baghdad, uh, a very special lady appear out of nowhere. It has like this uh, plat- uh, platinum uh, hair, and she didn't speak Spanish at all. Uh, so she uh, ha- hired a wagon from Baghdad to Matamoros and uh, this uh, person that was the owner of La Bola de Oro. Uh, he was Mr. Miller. He came all the way from England and uh, she ordered the the conductor of the wagon to stop uh, at the shop of this guy Miller. So she went in inside the shop and everyone saw that extremely special lady because uh, back at the 1860s you wouldn't see every day a foreigner lady with a platinum uh, hair so she went inside and never came back she never came came back so Uh, The years passes by and everyone starts talking about because, well, the gossip in in small towns are big. So, yes. And everyone starts asking questions to Mr. Miller and he always replied very angrily. He was very angry about the matter and he replied that there was never a lady like that. In my house, only my wife. So well, the years passes, the Miller goes, uh, the property is abandoned. Uh, after the revolution, uh, someone else uh, buys the the house and the store, open up some cantina or saloon. And these persons that after the revolution buys the property, they report paranormal activity. They say that uh, a woman in white walks around for the nights and stuff. But uh, everyone is not so inclined to believe those kind of stories. Well, in the the 50s, the property is abandoned again, uh, and uh, some other persons buy the property, and they see that there is uh, well in Matamoros it's very common to have these uh, wells for to get water because uh, actually Matamoros was built in the top of the resacas that are in Brownsville. Yeah. Uh, so that's why if you go to the old buildings or houses in Matamoros, you will see uh, a well or noria. So these persons report that that the ghost of a of a woman goes to the well and everyone uh, 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 all, the whole thing was very strange but the legend remained even a century after that happened <clears throat> so in uh, in a rebuilding process of the property the well was excavated and they found an skeleton with platinum hair. So the question arises because everyone says that uh, she she was a fiance that was abandoned by Mr. Miller. Uh, when Mr. Miller got here to Matamoros, he was married and already having kids. So maybe he murdered her? Uh, mm. I, I, I don't know. Uh, it is something that we will never know. But the a body was found, and a skeleton was found. So, um, well, the bol- bol- la bola de oro, doesn't exist anymore. Uh, it used to be a, a coffee shop. Uh, not, not they, they just sell coffee directly to you, but they s- sell this coffee grains of coffee. Uh, but it doesn't exist anymore. Uh, the building does do exist. But since the recovery of the skeleton, uh, this appearings stopped. Uh, it so, sounds like
1: he murdered her. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, um, so,
0: well, to and to add a little bit more to this, because the day that we 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 heard the legend, uh, it, so I definitely think Mr. Miller murdered her because, so a guy. Uh, that was there at the at the at the, the the event as well he asked um because martin i don't know if you were gonna say this but she was after she was excavated she was given a christian burial yeah so one of the guys asked you know do you know where her grave is and then um martin was talking about how you know the, at the grave sites there you know uh especially that old, they're not, it's not very well documented. And a lot of the tombs their headstones or whatever are kind of like faded and stuff like that. So Martin starts talking about this other guy that was buried in one in the, I think it was in the old Pantheon in the old cemetery. Yes. I uh, I don't remember if you said that he was um, from the nether- pirate. Oh, was he a pirate? But he had business with Mr. Miller and he ended up dead in the, in the in one of the hotel rooms or something like that? Uh, they didn't...
2: Uh, no, no, that that one, uh is the Herr Faesler, Adolfus Faesler. Uh, he uh, I took him as a case uh of the four Agners with no family that died in Matamoros. And Adolfus Faesler, he was from Switzerland and I don't know, he just had a heart attack in a hotel. So days passes by and everyone starts... Uh, wondering, hey, where is this guy? Uh, we haven't seen him in days, and there is an awful odor coming from his room. So they just open the door and they see him dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, I think he was buried and in the old cemetery and the like. But since he had the family and the and stuff, his tombstone is lost. Uh, as long as the this one. Uh, this guy that was a pirate from—he uh, was an Irish pirate. Uh, <laughs> what? That's cool. <laughs> yes, uh, and well, we are looking for for his grave. So there you have yeah. it.
0: So so this this uh, Faisal, you said, or
2: Faisler? Faisal.
0: Faisal. Okay. So I have a suspicion, or a th- my theory is that he had business dealings with Miller and something went wrong and Miller killed him as well. But that's just me. That's my brain making stuff up <laughs> because I have a crazy imagination. But it's just suspicious. It's weird that, you know, this woman who is the ex fiance shows up, starts to maybe ruin his, you know, life a little, or not ruin it, but like, you know, stirs things up that he doesn't like, kills her. And then later on, this other dude has business with him and mysteriously ends up dead. Yeah, I I, I just I I think uh, there's something there with that Mr. Miller guy. I think he might be uh, either short-tempered or something.
2: Uh, So he married uh, a daughter from some uh, French merchants. Uh, yeah. I, I think the the his wife was his surname was uh Becerro, so yes, there was a lot of uh foreigners living here in Matamoros. Yeah. Uh, for example, uh, cases like this of murders of murderers happened a lot in Matamoros during the 19th century. For example, I I was remembering a case from uh 1838. There was this. A French uh, tailor that was murdered. Uh, He he was his name, nickname was uh, uh, Casillos. The the strange thing about this case is that nothing of value was stolen. Hmm. So, but for example, uh, relating to some something supernatural, there was this case so horrible that I have never published before, because it's extremely horrible. Uh, Mm -hmm. It it is the case of Nazario Anaya. He murdered his parents in uh, 1839. And I I was reading the case because uh, the document is more like uh, 150 pages over. Wow. Uh, So this guy one day murdered his parents with three sticks or palos. Uh, and the most chilling thing is that, uh, well, since you didn't have photos to take of like evidence, they draw the weapons that were involved in the crime. So I have this like one meter and 50 centimeters drawing of the sticks that were used in the murder.
1: So I I
2: was very curious about it. And I read it And in the interrogations. They asked him directly, why did you do it? And he just said, it is because the devil made me do it. Hmm. So he murdered his parents and he uh, buries them in his house. So Matamoros back at the time, he was extremely small. So it it was a very small community. So it's like one of your neighbors disappear and everyone starts asking, hey, where is Doña Juanita is? And he just replies, oh no, they went to a ranch in San Fernando or something. So they uncovered the truth. So they throw him in jail and the Supreme Court of Tamaulipas uh, sentenced him to death. He pleaded for his life to General Santa Ana, Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana, because back at the time, the president of Mexico uh, gave the forgiveness of life, but Mm -hmm. Santa Ana refused, and he was executed in the main square in uh, 1841, like three years after the murder. And there was an b- extremely curious ceremony that I have never seen again. Because uh, after the execution by a firing swell, they put it in a in a coffin and they, well, the document describes that they painted over the coffin a snake and a cain, I, I don't know what a Cain is it, it, because it's a reference to Cain and Abel, you know, mm. the sons of Adam and Eve. I don't know what a Cain is. I, I don't know what, what is his form. I don't know. The thing is that they form like a, like a parade to exhibit the coffin all the way from the from the main street to the Rio Bravo or Rio Grande. Uh, the document describes that there was uh, people from both sides of the river, uh, of the river, watching the coffin uh, on a boat, and they returned to the main square, and they buried the coffin. It it was extremely uh, strange ceremony, and I have never seen again. So, but the the thing is that cost me the the creepers, is that the the devil made me too. Uh, I, I don't know if it is, was a supernatural thing. I don't know if he was crazy. But uh, the detail that the document describes that he committed the murders is uh, I don't know, is uh, is like strange. Yeah. Uh, it, it is not easy to read something like that
1: yeah Uh right, go ahead eric
2: no i was just gonna say i guess the warrens
0: weren't the first ones to coin the devil made me do it
1: yeah yeah now i mean I, fe- I feel like people will use that or maybe i don't know like part of me is like maybe because he claimed he was possessed like it got more notoriety and that's why people were like Wanting or more interested in his death, and the and they created like a whole parade or something about it. But that that is like super yeah. odd, especially if you can't find it and you know find it again. Like it was just him.
0: What year did you say it was, Martin? Uh it was in eighteen thirty-eight. Okay, so yeah, it was like almost two hundred years after the Salem witch trials. But so I was thinking, I don't. I was thinking. Uh, I mean, I guess even in that time if somebody says something crazy like that, like right now people would just be like, Oh, he's, he's fucking crazy. You know what I mean? But I guess in that time they might take it a little bit more seriously as far as like superstition. Yeah. And, and stuff like that. So maybe I guess that's why they did it. Maybe the painting was supposed to be some sort of thing to, you know, hold
1: the demon inside the coffin and like not release it.
0: Yeah, exactly. So he wouldn't escape or, you know, come back to life or his body would you know come out i don't know Vampire. but that's those are like the un- well i mean he did put a stake through his parents so maybe he thought they were vampires too and i don't know <laughs> yeah yes, but- yes, that's
2: the that, that thing well uh, uh talking about that I-, I want to talk about another uh, a very special place in matamoros uh, i am talking about uh, teatro de la reforma or reforma theater uh, the the thing is that uh, this uh, theater was uh, built on 1866 uh, during the French occupation of Matamoros during the uh, second uh, intervention in Mexico. Uh the imperial army uh was occupying Matamoros uh, so they finished this theater and there was it, it was one of the most advanced Advanced in Mexico at the time because it had a technology of levers and gears that made the a scenario to be put at the level of the floor to make an enormous uh, dance saloon. So it was extremely innovative at the time. So there was, and I am explaining this because uh, about the story of I, I am going to tell. So there was this big party to celebrate a victory over the Republican army and the inauguration of the theater. So, well, the war passes away. Uh, The Republican army retakes Matamoros and everything uh, goes well and the rest is history. So one day there was these visitors that entered the the theater. There was no place uh, uh, at the time. So they went inside and they saw persons, uh people, uh were dressing a, in a manner of the middle of the nineteenth century in the in, in this scenario. So they were oh no, they were just acting or something. I I don't know. They that maybe they were actors and actresses uh practicing a play or something. So they went uh, with the manager, and they ask him, "Hey, th- there is a play in-, in this scenario," and he replied, "No, we we don't have anything like that scheduled for today." But uh, and the visitor replied, "But we we saw uh, persons in-, in this scenario dressed like this and like that," and he says, "There is no one here but me." <laughs>
1: No, thank you and no I've I've heard countless stories about theaters that like that that's just a guarantee that there's gonna be a haunting and um because there's so much e- emotional energy I guess whether you're the one acting in the play as an actor like you're you know putting out that energy or or the one watching it you know like okay it's great and like um but yeah that there's just, whether they're some of the actors or the directors or, like, you know, guests to the theater, like, there's always a ghost that stays behind. And there's always a ghost story in every theater because of it's just like an emotional, like, buildup of of energy in in a small space kind of thing. So they just stick around. So does it not surprise me one bit?
0: And this is the same the same theater where the the tunnels from Casa Mata supposedly uh, lead to, correct?
2: Yes. Yes, it yeah. is.
0: And uh, the main square that you were talking about where the, the last man was um, executed. Uh, executed, was that, is that the, what is the plaza today? The plaza uh, Yes.
2: Uh, plaza Hidalgo. Yes. Okay. Plaza principal.
0: Yeah. So, so that theater is literally what, like a block away from, from that H- half uh, of a block, half a block. Yeah. Half a yes. block. Yeah, that's correct. Oh. Half a block away from the, the plaza. So it's like, Imagine how many, you know, executions there were there, how many people died so close to
2: there. You know, uh,
0: it's it's, Uh, it's uh, that's and we
2: are not talking even talking about the battles of Matamoros uh, back in uh, 1846, uh, 1851, uh, 1862, 1866, um, and later, uh, uh, 1876. uh 1913, 1915. those uh, were the major battles here in Matamoros so hmm. uh, yeah. there was during the revolution there was uh mass executions in uh, mercado juarez uh, the market that you uh, go and buy souvenirs uh well there was mass executions during the revolution there So, uh, uh, the historic downtown has a lot of stories, countless of stories, and well, and many stories uh, were lost because not everything is documented. So, there you go. (laughs) So there you have it. And this is just but one story about Teatro de la Reforma. Uh, I I think is it was like a reflection. Of uh, a past event, uh, mm. I, I don't know, like like uh, a strange like a thing hurting. in, in the space time that reproduces, uh, you could say, a record of something that happens, something like that. But uh, there is also the legend of a kid that appears in, in all of the uh, all of the theater. Well, you enter the 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 reforma theater, and um, well, it is just like a normal theater. You don't feel anything special about it, but when you go to the basement, oh my God, uh, that is so creepy. You you feel heavy when you go to the basement, and uh, even the persons that are not so open to the supernatural, they they have told me, hey something is wrong with this place and i don't even believe in this kind of stuff and yeah. yes uh the, the uh, one of the oldest employees of the reforma Te, the the teatro de la reforma uh, marco antonio zamora is also one of the scholars in the history of matamoros he has told me i when, when i uh stay uh, here in, in the teatro because there's a play or something like that, I never, ever go to the, to the basement because I have learned the wrong way to know to not go there. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, yeah. That is a no-go zone because I hear n- uh, noises, chains, uh, lemons, uh, uh, someone crying. I, I, I don't know what happened there, but I, I don't want to do a research about it it will be pretty interesting to go there and well maybe if someday you you guys come here we can go oh we, go, my we God. can go to the teatro la reforma uh <sighs> to give you a tour of course Of and course. Um, the the legend of this kid uh, and i have experienced it, it because uh, i have been pretty involved with a company uh of actors playing in, in Teatro de la Reforma, uh, the the legend says that this kid locks you uh, in, in the <laughs> in, in the rooms yeah. for, for the actor and the actresses. And yes, I got trapped inside one of those no. rooms because oh of God. this kid. Well, I, I was a kid also, I was only 10 years old and he trapped me inside And I was screaming and kicking the door, hey, let me out. And some of the actors just pass by it and opens the door for me. But yes, I was trapped because of that kid. And there was also a very special event about this kid because whenever there is a play, for especially designed for kids, uh, this ghost appears. For example, uh, at the end of the play, they took a photo. I am talking about 30 years. Uh, you have to wait like one day to reveal the photos. So they just took the photo and the next day they revealed the photo and everyone uh, start asking, hey, this this kid it, it, it was not even in the play. Who is this kid? It it it, it doesn't belong to, to, to the play. Mm-hmm. So they went to this employee, Master uh, Marco Marco Zamora, and they show him the photo. Oh, this kid, ah, don't worry about it. He just appeared here sometime. He, he is one of the ghosts of, of the theater. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, really well, uh, I have lost the location of the photo because that was, too many years ago, but yes, he told me that, that the photo was real, and uh, and for example, one day my mom was practicing a play in the Teatro La Reforma many years ago, and so they were just alone, just the actor and the actresses practicing the play, and there was like this moment of silence when uh, every, everyone stole uh, stop talking, and they heard like, Ch-ch-ch. but from upstairs. So they just look up, and they saw a kid that was watching them from from below. No, and <laughs> they were like, "Okay, that that is not possible." We didn't bro the kid to the to to the practice today and there was not not anyone in, in the in, in the theater at the time and yes the it, it is a very particular legend and many people have claimed to to uh, to have seen this kid and there was another story uh, at the top of the theater when to set up all, all of the lights and, and stuff. And this employee, Master Marco. So that this, uh, well, the very first time that he saw the kid, he saw him uh, in, in this uh, place when you control all of the lights and stuff. And he just uh, saw the kid and saw him, hey, watch out, you're going to fall. And the kid just laughed and started running all over the place. <laughs> oh, and goodness. there was this time that he just disappeared into thin air just before him. So he, he was like, uh, no, no, this is definitely not normal. And I am just going to walk away and never <laughs> look back yeah
0: see and that's that's what like when you started talking about the kid like immediately my first thought was because all most theaters or or you know or i would assume all theaters have the lighting rigs up top and stuff like that and like little catwalks and stuff or i would assume most do uh i just imagine a little kid like you look up and you just see this little kid like ghostly Peaking figure over. peeking over and staring down at you, like, Ugh. and then you like, describe basically that, I'm yeah
1: like, Ugh, fuck. um what what is his story like does anybody know why he's there, or is it just the kid in the basement that you uh know?
2: well the the thing is that uh, we don't know exactly why. Why, why that that kid is so, isn't yeah. there? Uh, mm-hmm. it, it is a legend so old that we don't know the origin of it. Gotcha. And because Teatro de la Reforma, it is uh, over one hundred and fifty years old. So there there is a lot of things that happened there. And uh, well, maybe maybe a tragedy happens. Uh, we don't know. Yeah. That, yeah. that, 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 that is the thing. and Well, there's also uh, another uh, legend that takes place in Teatro La Reforma, and it, it is in the men's bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, well, the, this is really common, uh, and it also happened to this guy, Marco. He was just about to close the, the uh, theater, and he saw someone uh, at the end of the hallway, in, in the bathrooms, and he said, "Hey, sir, sir, sorry, we are about to close." And the the lights start, uh, uh, you know, starting to 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 fail, and he said, "Well, this is not normal." And he said again, "Sir, we're about to close," and. From out of the nowhere, the, the doors start to be hit with, with when nope. you start kicking a door Ugh, or yeah. banging inside. Yes, that is starting to happen uh, and the lights uh, were starting to fade out. So he said, no, 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 uh, I, I am going to close the bathroom and just ran away.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I would do not worth it i i i feel like it's an invasion of privacy when you're haunted in a restroom like ha- haunt me in the living room the bedroom like whatever like just not when i'm trying to like
0: <laughs> toilet, you, know, just you know don't haunt me ever or that
1: i mean that's you but if i had to pick restroom would be the last place <laughs> or maybe it's convenient because i would probably shit my pants anyway if i saw a ghost <laughs> apparition or or if like banging on the on the walls like that like that no that's awful <laughs> yes that that
2: that 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 is the thing uh, actually well i i was uh, i told you in in the last chapter that one of the most haunted places in Bellas artes is the bathrooms yeah yes that 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 is the thing so and well. Uh, um, one well, of the, one of the other legends that well, I, I am having the the book right here is that treasures sometimes are for the poor. Uh, it, it, it is one of the legends that I read in Casamata. Uh, basically there was this ha- old house in in, in the Fort and Gonzales Street. Uh, uh in the eighteen eighties. And well, the uh, original owners abandoned the property because they said it was haunted. So they rented up the place, but nobody wanted to uh, go and rent the house. I wonder why. So there was this Spanish immigrant that came to Montemoros, uh after the Carlista Wars. He was a veteran uh, of the Carlista Wars. So he needed a place to stay, and they directed him to to the house, but warned him, uh, "Not nobody wants to rent the, that house because it's haunted." And he said, uh, "But that's nonsense. I have seen the horrors of the war, and I fear no ghosts. And if there is a ghost, he, it will lead me to a treasure." So uh, he went to his. With his family, Uh, he started to uh, open up a little shop and everything like that. So there was this event that, uh, well, he really saw a ghost that disappeared in in some stairs. But instead of uh, running away or uh, moving to another place, he... He went after the ghost to see where it disappeared. So his wife uh, told him, hey, uh, that, that is a very strange structure behind the stairs. Uh, yes, under the stairs. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, it, it's like hollow. That's strange. It, it doesn't make any sense. So, and and that is the place that in in which the ghost disappeared. So, Hmm. yeah, you're right. That is a very strange structure and it is pretty hollow. So, I am going to find out. So, he takes up a hammer and starts demolishing the structure. And there was a moment that, in in a very strange, uh, strong blow with his hammer. He cracks up a box, and uh, and a bag with full of gold coins appear.
1: Damn!
2: And See, I want to
0: be haunted by
2: that ghost. Yeah, <laughs> <Not getting> <laughs> <on>. <laughs> That's uh, weird. well, and so they made this discovery of these uh, uh, extremely valuable gold coins. So. That they they take the secret they pay all of his all of the debts they they had and they return to this to Spain uh, as extremely rich merchants but this is well th- this is a a legend back to the 1880s But a uh, a similar event uh, happens uh like 20 years ago uh there is this uh merchant that It is pretty well known in Matamoros. He is the owner of the main hardware stores here in Matamoros. Uh, So he is the only guy that has the money enough to rebuild the old houses in Matamoros that requires millions of pesos to be rebuilt in its original state. So there was uh, this house he was working on. And uh, one of the lavers just uh, struck uh, a yeah. wall and there was a, <laughs> a, 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 a stream of gold coins that poured from the wall. So they yeah. called him and said, hey, Mr. This thing happened. And he just went to the place and said, shoo, shoo, everyone get out. And that's the end of the story. We we don't know what happened oh, no. with that, but <laughs> uh, and that is the thing because uh, uh, in 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 all of these houses that are more than a century old, uh, uh, all of the rich people hid their treasures in the walls, in the roof, uh, under the stairs, in the floor. So well, they die, they abandon the property or something, and when they rebuild uh, this kind of uh, buildings and structures, uh, you have to demolish some uh, of the parts of the original property, and these treasures uh, appear.
0: I think the moral of the story is: if you see a ghost and they disappear into a wall, tear down the wall because there might be money in it. Uh, well,
2: uh, actually. This uh, this thing uh, is uh, even more creepier, uh, for example, in, in, Mich- in Michoacán. Uh, more, all of my dad's uh, family port is from Michoacán. Uh, th- this is a very dark chapter uh, in, in the history of Mexico because uh, during the, re- the Mexican Revolution, uh, all of the Hacendados, or... Uh, landowners or rich merchants hid their wives and daughters between the walls. What? Yes, uh, because uh, when you go to the center and the south of Mexico, uh, the buildings are extremely different uh, from the ones that have in the north. They have extremely thick walls, like Mm. uh, one meter or even uh, a meter and a half of, of white, so they remove the bricks and hit their wives and daughters between the bricks hmm. because the revolutionaries passed and up everything. So, to, uh, well, to prevent nasty things uh, yeah. to happen to the women, but in some in some cases, the revolutionaries kill. The husbands and the fathers and the women uh, can't get out. Can't get out. Oh my God. Uh, everyone, don't, don't, not like <sighs> nobody knew they were there. Yeah. So they died between the walls. So sometimes. Ugh. God. Sometimes when uh, demolishing an old house in the downtown of Michoacan or s- places like that, they found fa- they have found skeletons, skeletons oh my God. between wow. the walls with claw marks on the walls because they were trying to get Probably. out and they couldn't. Yeah, Ugh,
1: that's awful.
2: And this uh, reminds me uh, of a chapter of an old house that my. Uh, grandpa used to have in the downtown of Michoacán. The property was extremely big and it was part of an hacienda uh, uh, or like a plantation that was called La Plata. Uh, I went there when I was a little kid. uh, Well, uh, everything felt strange about it. Uh, You you have heard the story that when uh, you heard uh, you hear that if, if you hear in that in your roof, uh like uh, what what is the English word for canica? I I don't know. A marble. Uh, like a marble. Mm-hmm. That if you hear a marble falling down, that means that that is a sign that there is a demon in your house. <laughs> oh, <no>. Well, <laughs> it, it, when when you let down a marble fall down, that makes an special noise and if you heard it in your roof that that is a sign of a demonic presence in your property well i didn't i didn't know this at the time but i went once when i was 12 and i didn't hear i didn't hear uh just one marble i heard i i heard uh like a bottle with a lot of marbles oh my God. <laughs> revolting on the roof and, and i and was to like, be
0: clear there there wasn't any hail or anything like that at the time right n- no
2: no no there there was nothing like that okay and i was just uh, like well that is a strange who is playing with marbles uh at the 2 a.m that that that's oh. a strange but when I learned this, I was like, "Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And um, yes, th- there was a lot of uh, events in that house. Uh, for example, there was a legend that there was a treasure buried in, in the middle of, of the garden. So my grandpa, uh, he said, "I am going to unearth the treasure. I, I am going to recover it because uh, ta la plata." which was a plantation in, in which the property was in, uh, was from an extremely wealthy Spaniard. So he hid a lot of treasures there. So he went to dig in which he believed was the spot for the, from the treasure. And while he was digging, uh, he felt that someone uh, was watching over him because he made a big hole uh, in the middle of the garden and and in one of those times that he felt that he was being observed he looked up and he see uh, a woman in white watching over him
1: yeah
2: so he fainted and woke woke up next morning in, in the middle of the home so he learned that no that that's no no it's not worth it yeah and the The other things that I have experienced in that house is that when you try to sleep, they pulled your blankets out. No. Oh, my
1: God.
2: They just pulled your feet. They closed the doors before you. Uh, They made like... And there was no one around. They called you by your name. And um, there, there was this pretty common thing that when you hear your name, and I was like, eh, eh, Abuelo, did you call me?" Uh, no, so no, no, I, I didn't call you. Uh, I, it is because I heard that you were calling for me. Uh, no, no, just uh, ignore that. Uh, that that is pretty common.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, yes. Happened. Yeah.
2: And well that that property has a very dark chapter from aside from all of this because tired from these supernatural episodes my grandpa called a medium to see what what the heck was going on but as soon as the medium entered uh in the living room she panicked and said uh sir from this point I am not going to venture farther oh. because I don't want to. Uh, and my grandpa said, but you said you could help us. Uh, what is happening? No, I, I I don't want to go in there because there is this guy that is looking extremely angry to me. And uh, who is him? Uh, what what he wants? No, no, no. He doesn't want anything. He he wants me to get out of here. And uh, so she started explaining that the it, it that no no that that, that sir it, it's an Spaniard and he died possessed by a demon. Mm. And he wants me to get out of here. Get out of his property. So when looking uh, from the history of the house, yes uh, he, it, it was part of a plantation uh, owned by a very wealthy Spaniard that died in mysteriously strange conditions. And so, yes, the medium has uh, had made a point. This guy, this Spaniard, uh, before the Mexican Revolution, uh, to be extremely wealthy, he made a pact with the devil. be wealthy Mm -hmm. and he died possessed and now he runs out of what was his property so unable to live anymore in that property my grandpa just decided to sell it and and so he sold it it it, it is a problem of someone else
1: yeah yeah (laughs) eric he was one of those people probably yeah. didn't tell the next tenants that there's a ghost <laughs> god damn it man. <laughs> no that's that's crazy though that if it was that bad that he he had to leave i yeah once once like demons are involved then it's even more so like n- no i don't want any part of that
2: uh well yeah. it, it is because uh not everyone is prepared to fight the demons uh, depending on what you're doing or what the previous owners did uh it is what you're dealing with
1: yeah.
2: uh for example i, I haven't uh, i have seen the the original case of the Exorcist that took place in the nineteen forty nine uh the real story behind the the movie and uh well the this guy. Uh, because it 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 was a, a little boy, a little boy that was playing the Ouija alone. That is a big mistake. Uh, actually, just having the guira is a big mistake. Extremely big mistake. is like are, a, you hearing this,
0: Michelle.
1: Uh, oh my god!
2: <laughs> uh, <because laughs> we didn't. The, uh, well, because the Ouija is like a portal to the supernatural world, and um, you are. It's like you are opening the door of your house. The, the, the front door, and you're just letting anyone or anything to get in your house. So just having it, it that is a no-no. I, I, I won't even uh, touch it because no no that's extremely dangerous. That is a very dangerous item, and I discourage anyone to have it. Eric, did you pay him to say all this?
1: <laughs> I did not.
2: I did not pay him, but I'm loving every fucking second yeah, of it. I was going to say, we
1: never- I got the
0: biggest never... yeah, you eating green on my face.
1: We we never did. A- did we ask him in I don't, the, in I the don't last know. time? I don't I think don't we think did, so. right? No. Yeah, but- But
0: that's- that's I, There's your That's answer. the
1: answer. Yeah, Martin, because so, supposed to be doing this with every guest, but at the end of every episode, we ask the question of, would you play with a Ouija board? And I don't think that we asked you that the first time, but now I think you've just- Answer the question.
2: <laughs> yes. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, I have learned that the, the We Have Word is extremely dangerous. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. It's, it's extremely dangerous. It's uh, one of the most cursed items that you can find. The, the most curious thing is that we don't have an exact origin of where it, when it came from. That, that is the thing. Uh no, no, and for example, there was just this one time uh when I was in elementary school when the the Have war was extremely popular, and one of my classmates made one in, in a piece of paper uh since I was a little kid, I had this like uh, six cents or something, and I was like, I have a bad feeling about this.." And I didn't play it. So my classmates uh, uh, were in elementary school in fourth grade. They all report to have seen a shadow figure in all of his houses after that day. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yes. Uh, I, I don't recommend to That's how the conjuring Two started. Them. Huh?
0: That's how the conjuring Two started
2: yes uh, the paper board. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and well after that they went to the church and everything and well everything went okay but uh the original thing is way way too scary uh, i i don't recommend it or playing bloody mary or like charlie charlie or something like I that, about that one. No. Really? i don't even know about charlie charlie uh, well, it, it is a game that you put pencils, uh, two pencils, one over another, and just ask Charlie, Charlie and just ask and questions.
1: It, it like swivels like this. Yeah. like So it's like right is yes and left is no. And then you'll ask a question and it'll like go left or right. Is but it you're supposed to be
0: kind of like dousing kind of like rods? A,
1: like dowsing rods, yeah, or like a pendulum because mm. like they'll go side to side and or move around or whatever. Mm. So. Interesting.
2: Yes. And well, uh, talking about this, uh, I was uh, talking with Eric uh, of my recent visit to El Soliseño, which is uh, like an extremely special, uh, uh, you could say ejido or ranch, because it is a ranch, a familiar ranch that is extremely big. And it has a lot of historic buildings. And I went uh, with the official historian of Brownsville Eugene Fernandez and his wife where uh, we were making a uh, a trip to the Soliseno, and there is what well, there's a lot of uh, these extremely old houses uh, that are more like uh, 130 years old that, that, that they are abandoned and there was something extremely curious that the, the wife of Mr. Eugene told me. Uh I, I think that she senses the supernatural because I haven't noticed it before and I have went a lot of times. Uh it's not far away from Matamoros. It's like twelve kilometers from 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 the city. And she told me, hey, uh, there is there is something extremely bad with those houses. And I was like, yes, that there is just look inside. And I did look inside. And I saw uh, remains and symbols of rituals, demonic rituals that took place in those houses. So I, I didn't even, even went inside because I felt that something extremely wrong was inside the property of those houses. So yes, there is demonic presence in those, in those abandoned buildings in El Soliseño. Are
1: are they doing anything with those buildings or are like demolishing or are they I mean what is because I don't know, part of me is like just keep the demons in the those buildings and like <laughs> cage them in there, don't let anyone out. But at the same time, like then what do you like clear the area and just build brand new and are the demons still there? Like what?
2: Uh, well the thing is that they can demolish the buildings because they are protected buildings by the oh, Ministry yeah. of Archaeology and History. Uh but they are just abandoned. Mm-hmm. They are just abandoned buildings. And I think that the the thing the all of these dark things are just living there. Uh, because there was a, an extremely dark age uh, during the peak of violence here in Mexico, uh, during the, the war. I am talking about uh, 2012, uh, 2016, uh, when there was this a wave of violence uh, here in Matamoros. Pretty now, it, now, now it's pretty peaceful, but back at the time it was an extremely dark age and these uh groups of uh, criminals they have this like tendency to have these kind of rituals uh for example we have the case of rancho santa Elena uh of mark kilroy uh, oh, yeah. but that nin- was in the
0: that was in the 90s correct uh in, in the
2: uh, 18, 1989 89, Okay. Yes, the, the extremely very famous case of the Narcosatanicos that was called in Spanish. Oh. Uh, I actually, I I have the the original newspapers, and I have the photos and everything. <clears throat> and this, uh, and I have uh, interview one of the uh, one of the journalists that was in the place uh, when everything happened. And he told me about this particular and extremely curious thing uh, about the U.S. authorities, because they saw this house when they made all of these horrible rituals, and the, the U.S. authorities that were involved in the case, they call a santero. And the santero came and told, and told the, the youth marshals and the taxis and everything, you need to burn the house because that, that is the thing that protects uh, the gang. It is the, the magic shield that prevents them to get captured. That was on April 29, 28. And the gang uh, of, of Constanzo, Jesus Constanzo, was captured on May sixth, just one week after the the burning of, of this house. Wow. But it, it is extremely, well, Obviously, in the official reports, it doesn't appear that the U.S. authorities called Santero, and the Santero told him to burn the house. But it is extremely curious that the authorities decide to burn the house with a lot of evidence. Yeah, I was going to say. Just one week after the burning of the house, all of these guys get captured. because. Uh, the, the bodies were, were found on April 13, and it, they, it, took, it took the authorities of both Mexico and the U.S. nearly one month to capture these guys. But just after the house was burned, they were captured, not before.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of crazy that, that, you know, U.S. authorities would just be like, yeah, fuck it, let's let's listen to this dude and well, I can burn the house down that has a shit ton of evidence in it. But, hey, I mean, if it led to the capture of, I mean, whether people actually believe it was because of burning the house down or not, I mean, I guess that's up to you, right? But it is kind of a crazy coincidence that, you know.
1: I, f- I feel like... Um... Like psychics or mediums and stuff are actually used pretty frequently in like police situations. They just don't really talk about them or it's like, uh, well, we tried everything else. Like we need some sort of lead. Like let's, you know, use someone with a sixth sense basically kind of thing. Um, And they'll get like little snippets. But I mean, I don't know. This is this is a big one. That's crazy.
2: Yes. uh, uh, Well, uh, actually, I have digitalized the the newspapers. uh, It it is something that always uh, people from uh, around Mexico, uh, there's a lot of people that want to see the newspapers. And I I have decided to not to borrow them anymore in a physical form. Uh, Because I don't know, it happened before, because they re- <clears throat> uh, we have two books, uh, we have two sections, uh, El Bravo and La Opinion, which were two the uh, main newspapers back at the time of Matamoros, and all of the pages from El Bravo w- were ripped apart. So the only copy that we have left is the, the one from La Opinion. So, I have decided to not, to let the people to what uh, to see it physically. Uh, so that's why I digitalize it. Ah, uh, yes, yes, you want to see the case of the narcosatanicos and the like. Uh, there you go. PDF file. Uh, there you go.
1: Yeah. Well, and I why, why did file. they do
2: that? Did they,
0: I mean, just because they hated El, El Bravo or just, or... What was the purpose of ripping it up? Or it was just an accident, you know, as they were flipping through
2: it? I don't know. Definitely it wasn't not an accident Uh, because they have all the time of the world to get it perfectly. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if someone maybe that had just wanted to have a a memory of it to uh, to brag about I have the original ones, but mm-hmm. those kind of things uh, hurts the history of Montemores. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right, guys. So that was part one of our interview with Martin. Uh, lots of a, l- a lot more legends and lore from from Matamoros, which um,
0: it's always fun to hear.
1: Yeah, it's it's insane, too, because like, we again had to make it a two parter because there is just so much information. And uh, we might I have
0: to just make this a uh, regular thing.
1: For sure. I suggested Mysteries with Martin, but
0: I like the sound of that. Right.
1: right? <laughs> Me, too. Or, or, yeah, because legends, local legends. Yeah, I like mysteries. The MM makes it, yeah.
0: Matamoros um, Mysteries with Martin. There you go. <laughs> Triple
1: M. <laughs> no, that's just going to, he's going to steal that and make his own podcast. He right. He probably could. Yeah. It would be like a My Paranormal Journal kind of yeah uh, situation. But I don't know. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and come back next week for part two.
0: All right, guys, and if you'd like to contact us, check out our website at WeBelieveYou.com. On the website, there's a tab where you can find all our social media, so make sure you go like, follow, and share on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. There's also a listen tab where you can listen to the episodes directly on our website or click the link to your favorite site to listen to podcasts such as Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can also give us a five-star rating on the Apple site which helps us move up the ranks so more people can find us. You can leave a review as well, which we'll read here on the podcast. If you want any of our merch, feel free to check out our merch tab where you can find a variety of designs on t-shirts, hoodies, and caps designed by Michelle herself. There's also a donate button if you really want to help us out. And finally, if you want to reach us, besides DMing us on social media, you can click on the contact us tab where you can write in telling us that you want to be interviewed. We can keep you anonymous and only share the information that you want to share. You can also send in your stories for our stories of high strangeness. And if you send them in in Spanish, we can translate them for you as well. So don't be shy, guys. Share your stories with us because we believe.
1: Do you?